On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, he might be only 25, but Dogs Academy product Chris Shaw sure has racked up a lot of frequent flyer miles as he chases the baseball dream. to episode 68 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Even before his professional baseball career began, Chris Shaw was no stranger to visiting places unknown. The Winnipeg product started following his dream in high school by moving to Alberta to take advantage of an opportunity with Dogs Academy in Okotoks. From there, he was selected three times in the Major League Baseball draft in the 38th round by Milwaukee in 2012, the 14th round by St. Louis in 2014, and the 15th round by Baltimore in 2015. And that's where he signed. From there, it was airplanes, buses, cars, whatever it took as he made his way from college to the Aberdeen Ironbirds, the Gulf Coast League Orioles, and the Delmarva Shorebirds. This past season, Shaw played in 57 games with Quebec of the Canadian American Association, hitting 207 with two home runs and 22 RBIs. He's come back to Alberta to train and hopefully gain the attention of another major league club to keep the dream alive. We caught up with him recently to talk about his journey, what he's working on now, and what's in store for 2020. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. So uh, so glad to be here. Let's talk about your upbringing first and foremost. Here's a Manitoba boy who's trying to make K in baseball of all sports. How'd you get into baseball? Oh boy, uh, take me back a few years. Um, <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I think I think my parents just kind of kind of enrolled me. Um, we playing playing different sports like soccer, and and uh, I was actually curling growing up, and um, they just enrolled me in, in baseball. And gosh, I loved it ever ever since stepping on the field. Um, so I guess I guess shoot, ever since we've been seven or eight, I guess. Did you ever think that you would make it into something of a, a career passion or something that you could strive to? Or in the initial days where you just, hey, let's have some fun and see where it goes? You know, I, th- I think so. I mean, ever, ever since I was little, I remember, I remember thinking, gosh, like I, I could be good enough to hit nine hole in, in, uh, on the Toronto Blue Jays at least. Like, <laughs> at, at least I can be that good. Um, so I guess it's always been something on my mind and, and something I've always wanted to kind of go for ever since I was little. Um, and, you know, I guess when you're that small, no one, no one really tells you anything otherwise. So, I mean, I just, I just kind of shot for, for what I always believed in. So then you end up uh, playing the game for a while and you realize, hey, maybe there's something to this. And you end up in Alberta, of all places, in Okotoks. How did that opportunity all come about? Yeah, well, um, I guess started playing Team Manitoba um, growing up with the provincial team, and uh, started doing well at some some tournaments, and started doing doing well kind of on on the national national stage. Um, and I got invited to go play in um, in Toronto with the Mizuno Camp in in the Rogers Center. So I got I got that invite out of uh, out of Canada Cup and. Um, did really well, showcased showcase well for, for the week and, and played well in the scrimmages. And um, I kind of got an opportunity to go um, go play with Team Canada, um, I guess, when I was, gosh, 16 years old. 
Um, so kind of kind of out of that, my, my name got tossed out there and, and people started kind of knowing who I was, a little kid from, from Manitoba. So um, I guess from from that publicity, I, I got uh, got to go out uh, to Okotoks and got to go out to Vauxhall and, and kind of see really what there what there was beyond Manitoba baseball. What did you think when you eventually decided, hey, I'm going to go a couple provinces over and try to make some hay out here? Um, I loved it. I mean, <laughs> it's it's always it's always cool being wanted. If it's on a high school level, college level, professional level. Um, it's, it's really cool, um, seeing, seeing people pop up on your phone that want to talk to you because they, they believe in you and, and, and know what they can do on the field. So, um, it was awesome getting, getting those phone calls, getting those interests from, from around the country to, to go play. Um, and I guess kind of taking, taking trips out here and realizing what, uh, what the opportunity was and, and kind of what it would look like stepping into those arenas was really cool. I mean, nothing against Manitoba. Like we don't have, um, like back then we didn't have the big facilities to train in indoors and, and we didn't have the, the tournaments to go to and, you know, Okotoks and, and Vauxhall and, and all that stuff. They, they gave me the opportunity to do that um, kind of far beyond what, uh, what Manitoba offered me at the time. Um, they're changing a lot now, which is, which is amazing. Um, but at, at the time, that's, that's kind of what it looked like for me. Any favorite memories of your time with Okotoks? Oh man, favorite memories. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of memories, a lot of, a lot of stories, um, from over the years. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I loved the, the people there, you know, like, um, had strong relationships with the, the family that, uh, that I live with and, and, you know, still, still talk to them to this day. And, um, like, the players, we <laughs> we got into some trouble <laughs> here and there, which is which is good, and definitely paid the price for it. But um, you know, those are those are the stories that uh, that you remember. And heck, we won a provincial championship, which was which was awesome. And um, yeah, it was just a good experience for me. Did you take away any life lessons now that you're able to look back at it with hindsight? Anything that you learned in your stop here that really did you well in the years coming up? Um, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I think just the main, main thing coming, coming out here, um, was that it, it kind of forced me to grow up. Um, so stepping, stepping away from, from your family, away from your home, away from your friends, you kind of, you kind of are forced into this kind of growth period that otherwise you're, you're not really stepping into. Uh, so it, it definitely shot me out of my comfort zone and, and had to make, um, a lot of new friends at, at school and, and go through all of that and catching up in school when I would miss for, for Team Canada. So it, it really just forced me to grow up, um, which I which I think is was really good um, before stepping into college. Um, so I think I think that's kind of the biggest thing that, that I took away was uh, I got to I got to be able to, to cook. I got to I got to know um, schedules to keep. I, I have to do. Um, homework and catch up on miss school that I did for baseball and you know just the expectations were higher so I think I needed that before before going to college if you could do it all over again would you have changed anything you know I don't think so um 
I guess I guess some people would say would say otherwise, but like you know, you you always do the best that you can um, in in the moments that you're in, right? So as as long as I know that I'm working as hard as I can and I'm I'm doing the right things on and off the field, then there's really nothing to to look back on and say, gosh, I would have um, I got like I wish I would have changed this or or I wish I would have done that differently. Um, so I, I don't really, I don't really have any regrets looking back on, on the years because I always knew I did things the right way and and just worked as hard as I could because looking back, um, that would suck to have regrets. So you go back and you look and you get drafted a couple of times. You finally get drafted to stick with Baltimore and you end up in Baltimore system over the last few years. What was that experience like? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I guess I got drafted three times over the years. Um, so that's, uh, that's a pretty rare accomplishment because most mm-hmm. people say yes after the first <laughs> or second time. Um, but yeah, my time with, my time with Baltimore was, was good. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of, um, aches and pains here and there, like, um, a lot of, a lot of injuries to be honest. Um, so I had concussion problem. I had a uh, shoulder and, and hand problem, had, had surgery one of the years. So. Um, it was, it's, it's been a battle to be honest. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's been, been tough, you know, and I, I wish I've been able to, to stay healthy and, and move up the, the ranks better than what I've been able to accomplish. Um, so I got, I know that I have, I have a lot more in me yet to give that I haven't shown. So I'm kind of excited to, to see what that, what that looks like and, and moving forward, um, kind of what, uh, what's on the horizon, you know. Did you learn anything through that process that you'd love to pass along to maybe some of the young ball players here in this province who uh, are aspiring to be uh, the next Chris Shaw, for example? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I should have some sort of wisdom here to pass on. Um, you know, I, I think... like you get into these systems, right? And, and there's, there's just so many people everywhere from, from coaches to coordinators to, um, to players, you know, from, from all different walks of life, from, from Asian baseball to, to Latin America, to the States, to Canada. It's, it's hard not to get lost into the mix, you know? Um, so I, I guess what I would um, kind of, suggest or or my advice to to people going in there is is just focus on yourself and and focus on the things that you do well maximizing those strengths and and being honest and the things that you need to grow on and work on within within your game defense offense whatever it may be um but just have a focus on yourself you know once once you start focusing on all right i gotta impress this person um i i have to i match up well against this player and we're competing for spots um, it doesn't, it typically doesn't go well, right? And mm-hmm. you, you add more pressure to yourself and um, you just, you get into a, a bad cycle, to be honest. So if, if you get in, into these systems and, and, you know, same, same thing in college, there's, there's players everywhere. Um, you know, you just, you need to focus on, on yourself and, and stay positive because there's, there's a lot of things that can go, go wrong and you can get into those um, negative thoughts and, you know, that's that's the name of the game is just how are you going to respond the next day after going for 4 if you, if you strike out three times? How are you going to go up that fourth time to that, that play? Are you, you going to go up there 
like just dreading this at bat or you're going to go up there with some belief. So it really just comes down to believing in who you are, your skill sets and, and just keeping focus on that, you know? How amazed were you at the opportunity, I suppose, to see North America the way you did and also to experience all the different cultures, all the different dynamics within all of the different markets that you played in? Yeah, so I've been very fortunate over the years um, with what I've been able to do. I've driven across North America, I've flown around the world from Latin America to to heck, South America to Cuba to Korea. Like I've I've played everywhere, so I've been super super fortunate and have created a lot of a lot of good memories and. Um, you know, it's it's things like that that I'll I'll take with me for the rest of my life and just be be thankful because, heck, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had those opportunities um, to go otherwise. And um, you know, it's it's cool seeing seeing the world and, and seeing how other people are brought up and and their culture and their food and and kind of what they believe in. You know, and um, it's it's so different from from what your little world like it's. If, if you if you aren't getting out there and experiencing new things and, and talking and, and meeting new people, like your world stays small, right? And I think that's that's one thing that we all need to do is uh, is kind of get outside those comfort zones and and see um, see more what uh, what the world means to other people. Because at the end of the day, what what it means, what something means to me, isn't what it means to to another person. So, I've been super lucky that I've been able to go across the world to play. Do you have a favorite spot that you've been able to play in? You know, I, I, there's there's few there's there's few games here and there that kind of kind of stick out. Um, it's it's not really. It's not really like the the spot that that stands out. It's more what the what the game meant, who are playing, and, and the atmosphere you're playing. And um, so I, I remember playing down in in uh, Colombia and Cartagena there, and uh, we were playing against Colombia, and it was the winner goes to the World Championships, trying to qualify, and and wow, just the atmosphere that we were we were playing in from the crowd. Just there's I think the stadium held like 15,000 people, but like literally everyone jam packed in there and like making noise all game long. And like just, just such energy that you felt being on the field and, and such pride for a country. So we were actually, we actually ended up winning that game. Um, so we, we were headed up to the, to the bus after we celebrated our wings. We, just qualified for the world championships in Korea and, and, and we're headed to the bus, right? And there's about 24 cops arm to arm get like making a line to, to the bus. So we're able to get in there and we have our bags and people are trying to grab us and, and trying to pull us across from the, the cop line. And like, wow, just things I'll like, I will never forget like that. And like, heck I'm 16 years old in Colombia and <laughs> like Latin America is, is trying to, grab me so they can they can tear me <laughs> apart so um you know things things like that stick out like playing in playing in the world championship in in korea against the usa and um playing playing in the in the world series in uh, in junior college i mean you know just those games just just stick out above the rest you know
We've talked a little bit about the atmospheres in the different places. What about the people? Any person, any teammate, any coach that has really had a, a profound impact on you and your life? Uh, so I, I I went to junior college before going to University of Oklahoma. So I spent two years down in Midland, Texas. Uh, so if you've ever seen Friday Night Lights, you'll know the place I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So big, big football town, um, big oil country. So I went down there to play two years um, for a man named David Coleman. And he was he was awesome. He was he's one of one of my favorite coaches I ever had. And, and huge impact on on my life um you know just just taught us what to, what to do just do do what is right on the field off the field and you know he, he was more concerned with the men we were becoming instead of the baseball player that we were so he he taught us a, a bunch of a bunch of great great just life skills and and uh just built on our character uh so he's he's always one that that sticks out and you know, he was he was never afraid to get in your face either. So we definitely paid the price on on a few mistakes here and there. Um, but as any as any good coach should, um, and you know, like guys like Greg Hamilton or, or Chris Ritzma on on the national team. Um, I mean, heck, I was just a, a young kid from Manitoba, and um, they kind of gave me the the ability to believe in myself and and really. Um, take this game further than than what um, maybe than, than what I believed um, for myself. So it's like having people that give you vision um, and believe in the player that you not only are right now but are becoming are so important. Uh, so those those two guys um, will always have a, have a soft spot for me. And you know, Chris is Chris is from from Alberta and got to connect recently, which has been great for me. So. Fantastic. I'm curious, has there ever been a moment while you're playing where you see a teammate or maybe in its opponent and you just went, whoa, can't believe that that player has that much skill or they, they're just their, their sheer um, presence kind of made you stand up and take notice? Um, yeah, I mean, heck, I've, I've played against many major leaguers now. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, those those guys always always stand out. Um, I mean, uh, watching the World Series this fall, I got to like I, I played against Juan Soto, and heck, he's 21 now, doing some crazy cool things. Um, so I remember I remember playing against him, and heck, he was tough to throw to. <laughs> you know, as as a catcher, you always have game plans for for hitters and um, kind of what you do and try to expose their weaknesses and. Um, and heck, I was sitting behind the plate thinking, I don't have any weaknesses to expose. I'm calling fastballs, calling sliders off the plate, calling change-ups, and he's taking everything if it's an inch off the plate and, and hitting a line drive across the field if it was over it. So, um, I mean, he was definitely one that I took notice and watching him, I mean, heck, he's the real deal. So, mm-hmm. I mean... It's it's cool it's cool playing playing the minor leagues because heck you you see a bunch of names that you've played against that are in the big leagues and and doing that and then it gives you motivation to to succeed and and do some cool things like that as well. 
you've kind of alluded to it, and this is going to be my final question for you, Chris, is uh, you kind of want to get back on the, the train. You feel like you've still got a, a lot to give to the game. Uh, what's the game plan going forward for you? I know you spent this last year with Quebec. Now you're you're back here in Alberta. You're in Calgary doing a little bit of training. Walk us through what you have in mind heading into 2020 and beyond. Yeah, you know, like, it, it all comes down to, like, just believing that that you still have something to give and like as 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 far as it may may be um to the major leagues like i feel like it's just one one or two breaks away um so like i i feel i feel close and i feel like it just takes that one person to believe in you and all of a sudden everything changes so and i'm in calgary and and i'm training um every morning in the gym getting getting stronger getting bigger uh, preparing uh, for what season's going to look like, um, and you know I'm sitting here right now, and I, I and I honestly don't know exactly what it looks like. So winter meetings are coming up here in December, and my agency's um, going to be be talking uh, to teams. I'm a free agent here, so um, you know we'll we'll see what uh, what kind of happens and and what rolls our way. But um, I I know I have the skill to uh, to be a major league baseball player and. Um, you know, I have, I have unique qualities to not only be there, but to succeed. So as long as you believe in, in what you are and what you're able to do, then, you know, keep playing and, and see what, uh, see what there is, you know, cause the time will come for all of us that, that we're no longer able to do, um, uh, what we're, what we're trying to do on the field. So those, those days will, will come, but I just know that it hasn't come yet for me. So I'm I'm excited what uh, what the future holds and you know it's it's kind of a blank slate um, for me right now, so I, that kind of that kind of excites me because it gives you opportunity and it kind of gives you a sense of of the unknown that you're just you're ready for what comes your way you know, um, and I guess that's the last thing I'll say is that like kind of opportunity presents itself to people that are ready for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just my job is, is to be ready when, when the answer, when the call is made. So um, that's, that's kind of where, where I'm living and and kind of what I'm doing at, at the moment. So I'll be ready for it. Looking forward to it, Chris. Well, all the best going forward. And thanks so much for joining us in the podcast and sharing some of your stories. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on here. Again, thanks to Dogs Academy product, Chris Shaw, for joining us this week. And as always, thanks to you for downloading and listening. A quick programming note for you. We have one more episode planned for the 2019 season, and then we'll be taking a two-week break to let you focus on what's important in life, being family, friends, and the Christmas season. Our plan is to be back from the holidays on January 9th. As mentioned, we'll be back next week with one final episode for 2019. So until then, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.